0: Hello to everyone that's smart enough to listen to this podcast. Welcome back. This is episode number 119. And today I'm going to share with you the invisible force, the invisible thing that keeps you from losing weight. But even more importantly, don't miss this. It keeps you from enjoying your life. I know that sounds like a big statement, but it's 100% true today. I'm going to share with you what that invisible force is. Then I'm going to explain to you exactly what it does. And then I'm going to give you three steps to begin moving past it to start overcoming this invisible force that is holding you back, that keeps you from losing weight, and that keeps you from enjoying your life. If you've listened to the podcast for any amount of time, you may be able to guess what the invisible force is, but we're going to go a little deeper. What is it? It's you. (laughs) It's you. But more specifically, if we go a layer deeper, it's your brain. But let's go a little deeper than that. Like, what is it specifically inside your brain? You ready? Drum roll, please. Here's the invisible force that keeps you from enjoying your life. And it definitely keeps you from losing weight. It is perfectionism. And the all or nothing disease, the all or nothing thinking and perfectionism. And so many times, oh my gosh, so many of us, we almost say it proudly. Well, you know, I'm a perfectionist and and we wear it like a badge of honor. Well, good for you. I hope you enjoy your life because it's going to be so difficult to do so. Now, some of you right now, you may be thinking, oh, here goes Corey again. He's talking about perfectionism and all or nothing in the brain. And you may be tempted to just skip over this. You may be tempted to just stop this episode because you just want to know what you should eat. Just, Corey, tell me what I should eat or tell me what the best diet is or look, what exercise burns the most belly fat? That's what I need to know. So I'm just going to skip this episode and find something else that's more practical. That's a huge mistake. (laughs) That's a huge mistake. Give me about three or four minutes, and if you're not convinced that this is incredibly powerful and something you really need to pay attention to, well, then you can, you can skip out. Tony Robbins says this about perfectionism. He says, perfection is the lowest standard anyone can have. So for all of us that are super proud of being a perfectionist and we wear it like a badge of honor— Uh, maybe, Maybe we're a little off base. He says perfectionism is the lowest standard anyone can have. It leaves us no room for growth. While completing a task perfectly may feel good for a little while, it's through our mistakes that we develop our greatest strengths and find life's impactful lessons. If you have done something perfectly, you haven't really learned anything. You haven't learned how to do the task better, for example, or what to avoid. By telling yourself you have to be perfect, you're putting limits around your own capabilities. When you want to learn how to change your life, you have to give up perfection. Let me just read those last two sentences again from the one and only Tony Robbins. He says, By telling yourself you have to be perfect, you're putting limits around your own capabilities. Guys, we think that Telling ourselves we have to be perfect and demanding perfectionism from ourselves is we're putting ourselves at the highest standard. Tony Robbins says it's the lowest standard. When you demand perfection from yourself, you're limiting yourself, limiting your own capabilities. And he goes on to say, when you want to learn how to change your life, when you want to learn how to change your body, when you want to learn how to change anything, you have to give up perfection. Well, when we pull back from it and we really think about it, it's like yes this makes total sense right i mean it if we really think like this sounds like something we might tell our children like look honey look it's okay you're going to mess up and that's perfectly fine that's how you learn and get better don't cry don't cry don't don't throw your toys down and and, and walk away it's okay you'll learn how to ride that bike you'll learn how to ride that skateboard you'll learn how to how to stand up on skis and ski down the mountain or snow ski or dribble that basketball or whatever you're going to mess up. That's okay. Mommy's still proud of you. Daddy's still proud of you. The only way you learn and get better is by messing up. I bet you've almost said those exact same words before, right? So let's get this straight. It's good enough for our kids. It's the right thing for the people that we love most, but not for us. What? (laughs) That makes no sense. Does it? So what's the deal with this? Like, I'm sure a a great therapist would be able to give you a a much better explanation. And I go into this in another episode, but here's my two cents. I'm going to just break down the perfectionist curse and explain it to you. Like the all or nothing mentality and the perfectionism that comes along with it. I believe it's primarily a protective mechanism. It saves us, or maybe it saves our inner child. We all have that inner child living inside of us. Nothing brings that out more than losing a parent, as I just did not long ago. Trust me, I know. We all have that inner child living inside of us. And perfectionism, and the all-or-nothing mentality, it's a protective mechanism that prevents us from having to experience pain. The pain of failure, the pain of disappointment, the pain of making mistakes, of ridicule, of our own criticism. All-or-nothing helps to keep us safe But it doesn't only keep us safe. It goes a little deeper and it does a few other things. We think it does a few other things. Perfectionism is a misguided attempt to reduce our anxiety. My friends, anxiety is the most common mental illness or mental issue, however you want to describe it, in the United States. And I would argue it's probably the most common mental issue worldwide. And when it goes untreated, either by therapy or by medication. When we don't treat our anxiety, we try to treat it ourselves. By self-medicating with alcohol or food, it's usually tons of sugar or just a whole lot of those comfort foods that we think make us feel better, but it really only super short-term fixes. And then we also not only do the self-medication, we start to implement these little weird mental practices that we think will bring relief from the anxiety. But like I said earlier, they are misguided and they just don't work. See, perfectionism and all or nothing are almost interchangeable. And when we think of all or nothing, I want to give you a quick little explanation here of why we get duped into thinking that it will help us reduce or avoid anxiety. If you think of a long line and at the end of each line, at the end of each Uh, or at each end of the spectrum on one end we have all because we're doing it all right it's all there it's all perfect it's all and then at the other end the far opposite end is nothing because these are polar opposites right all on one end and then nothing on the other end and then in the middle we have this really scary place (laughs) where where we have to try to constantly answer questions and where we have to sort through the issues of life but if we can escape to one end or the other all or nothing all of our questions are answered for us and all of the you know all of the stress seems like it will be off of us as long as I'm doing it all and it's all perfect then I know no, there's there are no questions I have to answer there's no stress on me I just have to keep doing it all that's what our brain tells us or if we swing to the opposite end of the spectrum where it's nothing well then there's nothing that i have to do there's nothing bearing down on me there are no questions that have to be answered so our brain dupes us into believing that living at one end of the spectrum or the other at all or at nothing is the least stressful and it's the le- it will make us the least anxious when in reality this is pure a pure lie is it tougher to live in the middle at first yes because there are questions you have to answer because you're constantly it's it's like, a, uh, it's like an airplane constantly adjusting its, uh, its navigation to make sure it lands at its destination. We're in the middle, we have to constantly answer questions and adjust. But in the middle is where real life happens. In the middle is where we truly can begin to not beat ourselves up anymore and where we can begin to have life and enjoy life. I hope this makes sense because once you kind of get it and it clicks... It, it, it's like a huge light bulb moment. It's like, wait a minute. I completely understand now why I tend towards all or nothing. Because if I try to live in the middle, I, I think, I believe, I tell myself that that will increase my anxiety, that that's too hard. Guys, living at the extremes, that's what's truly hard because you're either at nothing, constantly beating yourself up because you're doing nothing and constantly berating yourself because you should be doing something, or you're at the other end of the spectrum putting incredible pressure on yourself to be perfect and do it all and do it all the time and do it all at once. Our brain tells us that it's harder in the middle, but it's really the only path to true long-term success and to truly reduce our anxiety in the long term. But it's not It's not just that. Like, not only does Tony Robbins say that perfection is the lowest standard possible, and not only is the all-or-nothing mentality a misguided and futile attempt to reduce our own anxiety, research shows, guys, this is research, research shows us that it decreases our chances for success. So the very thing that we think we must have, perfectionism, in order to get results, the very thing that we think we must have, actually decreases our chances for success people dramatically increase their progress toward goals when the pressure is off when the pressure of perfectionism when the pressure of all or nothing is off people dramatically increase their progress toward their goals (laughs) people who overcome crippling perfectionism rarely quit on their goals the less, this is what research shows, the less that people aimed for perfect, the more productive they became. Huh. That sounds like a breath of fresh air, isn't it? This truth is so powerful that John Acuff actually wrote an entire book about it called Finish. And it's, an, it's incredible. It's a fantastic book and I highly recommend it. Here are just a few snippets from this fantastic book. Number one, he says, if you want to finish... You've got to do all that you can to get rid of your perfectionism right out of the gate. He goes on, the first lie that perfectionism tells you about your goal is quit if it isn't perfect. Boy, none of us none of us have ever thought that, right? Oh, like and it's it's, it's usually really subtle and really sly, but like, oh, if it's not perfect, if I'm not doing everything exactly right, then I've got to quit. And he nails it. The first lie that perfectionism tells you about your goals is Quit if it isn't perfect. Next up, he says, This is troubling to us because we don't want B's and C's when we've got a goal. We want straight A's, especially if it's a goal we've thought about for any amount of time. We will gladly give up the whole thing when we discover some error or imperfection in our performance. More than that, we will even (laughs) pre-quit before we've even begun. That's why a lot of people won't start a new goal. They'd rather get a zero than a 50. They believe perfect is the only standard, and if they can't hit it, they won't even take the first step. A dreary sense of what's the use settles in about them like a thick fog. I can't fail if I don't try. Guys, that's lurking below the surface, whether you realize it or not. I can't fail if I don't try and then just a couple more from john acuff he says unfortunately perfectionism dies slowly it's persistent and particularly dangerous because it masquerades as excellence some readers have already felt uncomfortable with this chapter because they think the opposite of perfectionism is failure it's not the opposite is finished (laughs) he's talking about finishing and like achieving your goal guys that's such a powerful thing perfectionism masquerades as excellence that's why some of you wear it like a badge of honor because you think oh I'm just demanding the highest standard of myself no 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 that perfectionism is masquerading in your mind as excellence but it's causing you to have all-or-nothing thinking and it's sabotaging you causing you to either never even start to pursue your goal or to quit as soon as it isn't perfect And then the last thing I'll leave you with from John Acuff's book, Finish. He says, the problem is that perfectionism magnifies your mistakes and minimizes your progress. Oh, my gosh. This is so true. I see this all the time in my coaching group. Someone will post a a report or kind of a weekly check-in. And as I read through, I think, wow, they're doing fantastic. They're really rocking it. And they are so downtrodden. They're so upset. They're so discouraged because there was one or maybe two small things that they messed up with. That's perfectionism creeping into their brain, poisoning the whole process. It's perfectionism magnifying their mistakes, magnifying what they didn't do, and minimizing their progress. When I know two or three weeks ago... They were in a totally different place. They've made such incredible progress and they've kept it up. And then there's one or two small things they didn't do quite as well on. And perfectionism. And the bully in your brain that you always hear me talk about, the bully in your brain, his fuel, his weapon, is perfectionism and all or nothing. And he will use that to minimize your progress and magnify your mistakes because that's the, one of the best ways to get you to quit. So... in a nutshell here's what perfectionism does number one it keeps you from starting as john acuff said it can cause you to pre-quit because you would rather not even start than start with a chance of failure and next up number two perfectionism makes you quit when things aren't quote-unquote right This is one of the biggest things I see with people that I coach. The bully in your brain will twist things and use words to make it seem, uh, to make things make sense to you, to try to convince you to quit. Just like we talked about perfectionism masquerading as excellence. Well, the other thing is that maybe you're struggling a little bit. Maybe you're not doing things exactly right. So you, so you're never going to get results, Uh, guys, That's the bully in your brain telling you you're not doing things right. When in reality, the truth is, it's just that you're not doing things perfectly. But guess what? Perfection is not required for results. (laughs) So you will quit when things aren't right. But in reality, you're quitting because you're not perfect. And guess what? Perfect is impossible. So that's the second thing that perfectionism does. It makes you quit when things aren't right, but really it's that they're not perfect. And then the third thing, perfectionism will beat the absolute crap out of you when you mess up. So you, you know, you have a big, big goals for your week. You're going to work out four times, or usually (laughs) if perfectionism has crept in, you'll make a goal that's bigger than what you should have. And that's too big. Actually, I'm going to work out 30 minutes every day. Well, then by day three or day four, you missed a day. So it's not right, which really means it's not perfect. And then here comes the bully in your brain with a big knife of perfectionism and just starts stabbing you. Oh, you've already screwed up. Oh, you've already messed up. Oh, and just will beat the crap out of you. And then how do you think the rest of your week's going to go? You may quit before the week's even over. So in a nutshell, number one, perfectionism keeps you from starting. It causes you to pre-quit. Number two, It makes you quit when things aren't right, but really it just means they're not perfect and you don't have to be perfect to get results. And then number three, perfectionism beats the crap out of you when you mess up. Well, that's fun. I think that's something we all want, right? So the bottom line is this, guys. You will never win. You will never win the war trying to be perfect. You will never achieve long-term results trying to be perfect. You will never have peace of mind trying to be perfect. You will never find balance or happiness or contentment or truly enjoy life or food while trying to be perfect. You will always be stressed about food. You will always be stressed about losing weight. You will always always be stressed about what you should do, about what you just ate or what you should be eating, or about missing a workout, or about just your body and your life in general. It's like this perpetual state of pursuit. You're chasing a goal of perfection that you can never attain. Therefore, you'll never be satisfied or happy. But you won't quite be able to figure out why. You just won't be able to put your finger on it. Like, what is it? It's like there's always this cloud hovering over your head. Even in moments of life that are or should be fun or happy or good. Like, I'm doing well, what, but I'm, I just, I'm not happy about it. What is wrong with me? Like, even when the moments of life when the sun, like your, your mental, emotional sun should be shining, you'll quickly be reminded of this gloominess or this cloud that's just hovering over you. <laughs> and that, my friend, is perfectionism and all-or-nothing thinking that constantly hovers over you and steals your joy. And as time passes and it wears on you and wears on you, you'll just want to escape. But here's the crazy part. You'll try to escape perfectionism not by stopping the never-ending pursuit of perfect. No, 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 no. You're wanting to escape perfectionism. But we get tricked and we don't see that. So we try to escape the pressure and stress of perfectionism by stopping the things that this mental disease is impacting. We stop our diet. We stop our workouts. We stop our weight loss efforts. And then we think that stopping those will free us from the cloud of perfectionism. But that's not how it works. And deep down, you know this, don't you? Like at at the very first moment when you quit your diet, you'll feel a slight bit of relief. Like, oh, God, I don't have to worry about that stupid diet anymore. But then, maybe the next hour, maybe by the end of that day, in no time, you realize it's still there. The stress, the never-ending pursuit, the cloud that hovers over you constantly, it's, Still there, it's not gone. The diet is gone, but you still feel the same way. <laughs> but now, even worse, because you're kicking yourself for quitting your diet and you're beating yourself up for being so fat and so out of shape and not taking care of yourself. Would somebody please just make it stop? Oh, like I said, it's a never ending pursuit. It's like you're trapped on a treadmill and there's no off button, <laughs> there's no escape. Have you ever felt this way? You might be feeling this way today or this week. So what do you do? Well, you guys know this is the real life weight loss podcast, and I want to be real and honest with you. And honestly, it can be tough. Usually we need help because it's tough to see what's in our blind spot. It's tough to see what we can't see I see examples of this from my coaching group all the time. Somebody will think, oh man, I'm just really struggling and what's going on? And they'll, you know, kind of share a little bit. And I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on. I know you think it's this or that. I know you you think it's, you know, it's got something to do with the stress in your life right now. I know you think it's got something to do with how busy things are. But if we really trace this back, it's it's just perfectionism. It's just all or nothing thinking because you think because you can't do it all, then you have to quit like because you're struggling to keep it all up you're putting tremendous stress and pressure on yourself to do that and so you just want to escape and quit and in those moments somebody will go oh my gosh I never I never thought of it like I never saw that you're absolutely right that's what it is and it's like bing this light bulb goes off in their head and they're like you know what I can do I can do part of what I've been doing. Life's crazy and life's stressful right now. But you know what? If I just set these, like it's just really these one or two things that are stressing me out. It's just my dinner. It's just just the craziness around dinner time. So if I just set that aside, I can keep doing this other stuff. And oh man, suddenly I feel so much better because they didn't realize it, but they were putting so much pressure to be perfect and to do it all. And it's just so hard to see that sometimes on your own. But I'm going to do my best right now. I'm going to give you, well, three things, things—a kind of a little three-step process that can really, really help, and then I'm going to give you some bonus. The first bonus is this. If you've connected with this episode, if you've enjoyed it, man, read the book Finish, literally one word, Finish. The subtitle is Give Yourself the Gift of Done by John Acuff. You can go buy it on Amazon or wherever. Read that book. I think you'll absolutely love it. It's fantastic. As I read that book... I was like, holy crap, this is so much of the stuff that I teach inside my coaching group. And we talk about the book quite a bit in there. So that's the first kind of bonus tip. But then here are the three kind of steps that I would encourage you to implement. Begin implementing into your life immediately. Number one, what you must have is awareness. It's at the heart of any change that you want to make in your life. My friend, you are powerless without it. I don't mean to take like a really somber negative term turn right here, but... If you listened two or three episodes ago, you obviously know that my mother recently passed away. She passed away from cancer. She had absolutely no symptoms until about one month before she passed away. And she was diagnosed with stage four cancer. The cancer was growing silently inside her body. And we had no idea. Without awareness, we are powerless. Because we were unaware of her cancer, we were powerless to treat it. We were powerless to attack it. And by the time we became aware, it was too late. My friends, any change you want to make in life, anything, the heart of it, the beginning of it is awareness. I hope from what I've shared today that maybe you've had a light bulb moment of awareness to go, yes, perfectionism and all or nothing thinking is crippling me. It's sabotaging me. It truly is the invisible force that's keeping me from making progress, from losing weight. It's the invisible force that's keeping me from truly enjoying my life. So that's the first awareness moment that you need to have to realize, "Uh uh-oh, here it is. This is the enemy. This is what I needed to be aware of. Boom. That's step one. Step two is action. So first, we need awareness. Second, we need action. But what's so important is that we need imperfect action, We need to take action and keep taking action over and over and over again after you've messed up. When you do this, when you do this, you're basically diffusing perfectionism. Keep taking action after you messed up. This increases your tolerance for imperfection. Because right now, if you are crippled by perfectionism, that means you have an intolerance for imperfection. You can't handle it. You can't take it. So when you keep taking action over and over and over again after you messed up, that means you're increasing your tolerance for imperfection. you base what you're basically doing is retraining your brain, telling your brain that it's okay to be imperfect. In my group, I always like to say we're striving for imperfect consistency. <laughs> we want overall consistency, but we don't want perfection. So you can mess up and keep going. That's the key. That's the secret. So, number one, you need awareness. We've talked about that. Number two, take action. We need action, but we need imperfect action that you take over and over and over again, even after you mess up. And then number three, you need an antivirus. <laughs> now, this comes back to awareness. Hang with me. Just like your computer has an antivirus, you need a mental antivirus. So, what I'm talking about here is not just a light bulb moment of awareness, like I explained earlier, like the realization oh, wow, perfectionism is crippling me. That's a moment, that's a realization. What I'm talking about here is is much more and it's basically nonstop. I'm talking about having a mental antivirus that is constantly turned on and scanning for the pressure of perfectionism to pop up. You'll probably find it's much worse during stressful times of your life. You'll probably find it's worse when you're really really busy or when something else is going on in your life. Like I I, I hear people say it all like, "Oh, I just can't. I can't do that." So I'll just throw it all out the window. I can't do all of this. So I'm just going to stop. Ah, like, okay, wait a minute. Like I said earlier, maybe there's just one or two things you can't do, but that doesn't mean you have to throw everything out the window. So number one, awareness. You need that aha realization that this is what's holding you back. Number two, take action and keep taking action. Even when it's imperfect, increase your tolerance to imperfection. Number three, you need a nonstop antivirus that scans, that is a, like a mental antivirus that is scanning for when perfectionism pops up so that you can see it, boom, become aware of it and go, no, 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 bully in my brain. I'm not going to fall for this perfectionism. I'm just going to keep taking action, and I'm going to keep standing up against the bully whenever he or she tries to use perfectionism against me. You must stand guard on your mental playground, my friends. Now, here's the final tip, bonus tip. If you've connected with what I shared in this episode, for goodness sakes, man, go watch my free anti-diet class. I talk about this a lot more in there. I talk about uh, three things that most diets kind of totally, whether they mean to or not, they teach you backwards. They teach you totally wrong and how you can flip this around and one of them is all about all or nothing and perfectionism. So you can go to anti or you can uh, just find the link in my show notes. Like I said, I go into all of this much, much deeper and explain exactly how it relates to weight loss and health. And it's all in that free class, anti or the link is in my show notes. And that is a wrap, my friends. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I hope you found it helpful. And if so, go watch the anti-diet class. Go buy the finished book by John A Cuff. Take those three steps, awareness, imperfect action, and the antivirus. And then I always love to hear from you. If you feel led to, shoot me a message on uh, a direct message on Instagram or Facebook, and I will be on the lookout for that. And last but not least, always remember, let's wrap it up, there is more to you than what you weigh. The scales never tell the whole story. They rarely tell the truth. You, my friend, you are so much more than a number on a stupid little machine that sits in your bathroom. And losing weight, man, losing weight's incredible. And I love it. And it makes you usually feel a ton better because you're becoming healthier. But losing weight is really about gaining life, doing all the things in life you really want to do, and living the life that you've always wanted. I know 100% beyond a shadow of a doubt that you can do it. I believe in you, and I want you to believe too. And if you don't believe, that's okay. Keep listening. I'll keep working on you. And in the meantime... You can borrow my belief. I got your back. I'll see you next week. Take care. Thank you so much for your time today. Much love. God bless. Bye-bye.